We're in business to save the planet, and we use making clothes to do that. The cure for depression is action. Every one of us has to step up and do what you can according to what your resources are. That was the voice of Patagonia's Yvonne Chouinard, and this is Type 2, a podcast from Looking Sideways, in association with Patagonia that explores the intersection between outdoors, action sports, and activism. In each show, I've been meeting people who are using their passion and involvement with the cultures we all love to create change. We've been discussing the issues they're involved in, the change they're seeking to create, the difficulties involved, and the rewards that follow. Now, my guest this week is actor, musician, performer, podcast host, and trans activist Brix Schomburg. As Germany's most high-profile trans actor, Brix has become something of a focal point for the conversation around trans rights. It's a scenario that's led into a form of gently provocative activism, I would say, in which he uses his pretty considerable platform to position himself as a filter, as he describes it, and a lens through which to explore these topics with what I think is a really thoughtful generosity and playfulness. This really comes across in our conversation, which is an extremely nuanced and thought-provoking chat. As is usual in Type 2, we talked about Brix's life and career, but really this one quickly became about the themes that I think anyone can recognise, particularly, and this one really did kind of cover the whole conversation, the gap between our inner and public-facing selves and how reconciling these two poles really constitute the work of everybody's life. Regular listeners to Type 2 in my own Looking Sideways podcast will know this is a bit of a pet theme of mine, and we did uh, discuss this in quite some detail in this chat. We also discussed how difficult it is, no matter how progressive you consider yourself to be, to escape the binary conventions and associations that have accumulated in our culture, something I demonstrated perfectly at one point in the conversation, much to Brix's wry amusement, and which he pointed out to me in the same open spirit with which he approaches this entire topic. We also dipped a toe into the issue of trans participation in sport, particularly elite sport, an issue which is at the forefront of the current debate. I enjoyed this conversation very much indeed. I've covered these issues fairly frequently on Looking Sideways, my main podcast. And as happened here, I always learn a lot about the issues generally and perhaps more importantly about my own relationship to the conventions and gender boundaries that do invisibly govern our lives, whether we realise it or not. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. I'll be back at the end, but here's me and Bricks. Enjoy. But here we are. But here we are. And how you doing? Nice to see you. Yeah, it's very good to see you finally. Um, I mean, it's a brilliant Sunday morning. It's almost Christmas before Christmas. You in your shed. I'm in my wardrobe. It's cozy. <laughs> the glamour. The glamour. The, the this is the magic, right? I here. mean, we're not yeah. really missing out on anything outside because it's very grey and wet over here. So same, same here. Grey outside the shed. Yeah, and how are you feeling? Because you've been ill, right? You've been. You, last time we spoke, you said you were. Yeah, you were, you were kind of un, under the weather. Let's say that's a good. Yeah, under the weather. That's that's basically it. Well, our kid just started nursery and brings home new stuff every week. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, and we well we had a third booster injection and that really hit me, but it's all good. It's all good. So how how are you finding the balancing this with obviously what is a very very busy work schedule for you? Well, it's it's fun. It's uh, it's it's good to to juggle around like family and work and sometimes bring everyone to my like different jobs and my wife started working again so yeah it's it's hectic and crazy and we need to arrange someone sometimes to pick her up or drive like crazy backwards and forwards but it's it's worth it and i mean i think because my wife is not just my wife she's also my best friend and we want that it works for all of us and she has the right to kick kick ass in her job and she's so good she's um, a brilliant singing teacher and i don't want her to well wait for something to happen so yeah sure. we have a a fun time sometimes all of us in the same place or sometimes just me and the dogs and tilly and it's good. It's good. Like next weekend, she's on a cruise, my wife, and uh, singing. And uh, I just bring everyone else to Holland and we have a good time somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, because I saw on your Instagram, you've just been away, right, with, with your daughter and, and the dogs by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and I liked your post. I li- you know, it was, fair- well, your posts are always quite pro- gently provocative, let's say, you know, to try and to try and make people think about well social dynamics in a way and that that's that seemed to be a good example of that like you know just gently saying like well this is how I'm doing it you know like what what do you think about this and how does this reflect the way that you do it maybe yeah it's well this weekend I'm I'm doing a takeover of, with a very big uh, parenting magazine from Germany and uh Wow, that's crazy. They have like a 150,000k follower and it's wow, it's a full-time job. This weekend is is crazy and I never really th- thought I have to tell my story, but it's it's very lovely to see how many people react on it and wanted to hear it, so and still do. So that's what keeps me running, I guess. Like because I'm just, I'm just a human doing my thing. But as you just said, maybe it's inspiring in in many ways, and also not just if you from the queer spectrum. Um, all of us should love and live life how that individual wants to live and love life. Um, but also maybe I'm encouraging every parent to just do it and go with it because it's everything you want to do as a parent is probably wrong and right in so many ways <laughs> what well, it's interesting what you said about trying to get the balance right with your wife because one of the things i've i'm not a parent myself actually but um one of the things i've noticed with my friends that are parents is that no matter how progressively minded they are um it, it, it seems like it can be quite simple to slip into those kind of binary parenting roles where like the onus is on the mom 
to basically look after the child and the dad goes out to work and no matter no matter how how much you think that you're not going to do that like it's actually quite it's so ingrained almost it seems that it's it's quite it's quite difficult to step away from that is that is that something that you're so you're, it sounds like you're consciously aware of that and are really trying to kind of avoid that scenario is that, is that a fair comment yeah very fair i mean the binary system is is a very wrong system in many ways because i think it's stopping us from well living life in in all our in all the colors and possibilities out there because sometimes because it's i mean the binary system is nothing like i want to fight because it's so wrong i want to break it into that's not what i mean but sometimes i think it's it's stopping us because there are still so many expectations out there like you need to you need to feed the family you you need to be the man and that comes also with like toxic masculinity like no one needs to be something they're not or like do you know what i mean like in in little boys they're still they're just kids so let them be kids and not like expect like the very manly things already from these kids maybe they don't even want to be manly maybe they don't they don't even um feel right in their own gender or their body so that's nothing we know now maybe they can talk about it later when they grow up like i did but i think everyone is able to to do it all but we have this binary system and that's holding us back because female the female side is very pink and rosé and the the manly side is so blue and tough and that's just absolutely not the case <laughs> yeah well it's like it's like you say there are i mean it can be subtle as well right there because a lot of it is just convention as well like it's not it's not even almost deliberate it's just like there's so many layers of like these are the way things are done you know in society and these are the the these are the way that genders behave and these are the these are the roles that you should have and like i i guess i use the example of like progressive friends to to use inverted commas just as a as a useful term to say like how difficult it is to to not even to to escape that just to even recognize it at times because it's so it's just so it's just a it's accumulated culturally to such an extent hasn't it that it it's it's very very difficult to 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 even have an opinion on it almost at at times to see it for what it is to see the wood for the trees well i mean the opinion always leads to a very big discussion <laughs> but <laughs> but the layers are everywhere because i mean we are people and people love to label and that's our biggest problem that we label stuff and we use boxes because we should not but i think it gives us comfort and maybe we hold on to that structure but the labels and layers are so unnecessary because i don't know why we do it but yesterday i had a wonderful talk to a um a trans woman and that we even i mean you know we label voices even that i mean yes we label 
clothes and names, gender and basically even toys. But we also do label voices and that is not true. If we just close our eyes and think about it, how many voices we do know, they are so the opposite of what we labeled before. Like we all know, if I use the term cisgender, that's someone who um, feels home in their, uh, in their gender they were assigned at birth. Like I am transgender because I didn't feel Right in my own um, gender, I was assigned at birth. So um, um, I know so many cis people who have a very decent, deep, mega voice or a high-pitched voice, and they are female or males. And if we use that kind of language on, on trans people, that simply just doesn't work. A deep or a lower, a lower voice doesn't make you manly. And some singers have a very unique voice. And if it's a singer, we love it because it's so unique. But if we, if, if a trans person is talking to you in an unexpected range of um, sounds, that makes it obvious that they are trans. And that's, that's fascinating because... Um, I do know so many men who have a very high-pitched voice and they probably have been or got bullied all their lives. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting because what you're saying is that there are certain circumstances, again, there are certain conventions where it's it's acceptable to move outside those kind of binary norms. That, And it also reminds me of a point that comes up quite a lot on the podcast. I mean, essentially you know, very obvious point about human nature, but, you know, everyone's got the two selves, haven't they? Everyone's got the self that they project to the world, which which attempts to conform to these so-called norms. And then everybody has the interior self, which is actually the true self. Um, and the gap between the two selves is obviously where a lot of tension comes from um, in trying to trying to navigate these social norms. Um, but it just it just reminded me of that when you when you were describing that um with so you mentioned earlier well you mentioned a couple of interesting points you mentioned you mentioned the labeling thing you know like the fact that we like to use labels to 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 navigate these these topics um i mean do you think that's just because people fundamentally want to try and make sense of the world and that's like the the, the easiest way of doing so to reach for these labels hmm Yes, and I think we feel comfort in in leaning back and just doing things the way they've always been done. Like, because there's a very beautiful saying. There was a Christmas party and my great-grandma used to serve a dish a certain way. It never fit into the pan. So my, my grandma bought the same pan and did the dish the same way my parents did and at some point I asked my grandma why we use a pan that doesn't really fit the dish and we serve half of it and then she said <laughs> well I don't know it's just the way it's been always done but I yeah. think my great that's just what we that's just what we do <laughs> so 
I can just go out and buy a pan that fits the dish and serve all of it. So if that makes sense. And, <laughs> yeah, um, of course it does. I mean, I want to say so much. Obviously, I'm not a native speaker and I try my best. So if you want to add some deeper stuff to my uh, uh, sayings, that's that's wonderful because I, I just un hope I can send send out the message and um, make sense of all of that. But um, I think... It's it's crazy how how we feel comfort and how we just do what our parents been doing for a long time and their parents and their parents and I think it's time to break out and ask ourselves what we really want what you just said the interior self the true self we should not be afraid to show it even if it's maybe our soft side our sensitive side our side we're afraid to to show because we are vulnerable and someone can literally just hurt us because we are so honest <laughs> to ourselves and uh, you should not be afraid to all of you listeners out there because um, I think that's what makes you even more beautiful and attractive to everyone and um, yeah I think Being an actor 24-7 and hide the rest is, is quite intense. <laughs> so this, this uh, so you mentioned like, you know, well, what I was going to say actually is that I often think this, I'm quite obsessed with this interior, exterior theme. Um, and I often think that getting old and almost like the path through life is just is just like reconciling yourself with who your inner that inner self who that actually is and being honest about that in a way um because i think as you mentioned when you're a kid it is really difficult sometimes to accept some of the things that make up who you really are as you try and well i don't need to tell you this because this is this is something that you've experienced i'm sure more than i have but um It is it is like a battle when you're a kid to kind of reconcile these two selves, like the person you you feel like you should be externally and the person that you know or you're beginning to understand who you are internally. Um, yeah, and the older I get, the more I, I kind of recognize that it's just that's just an ongoing process, really. And I'm I've got a lot of friends like getting divorced, and at the minute that's the age I'm at. My sister, a couple of very close friends of mine separated. My sister said to me, oh, is it your first divorce? <laughs> There's going to be more of those. And I, I can kind of see that in a lot of people. And it often seems that's what's going on. Like it's people actually getting to a certain point in life and thinking, actually, this isn't who I am. Like I need to find a different way of expressing myself. Like I need to I need to find a different way of, you know, live, living really and, and, and navigating life. Um, so, yeah. Um, but one of the things I wanted to say is you you mentioned you've mentioned color a couple of times as a metaphor for this um, for this binary non-binary dynamic let's say and your podcast is makes that reference as well right and and in the and in the description of the podcast you you talk about this a lot um, and I mentioned earlier like that you can be I think I used the phrase gently provocative like with the way 
that you try and so you're obviously trying to challenge these conventions and the way that people think about them. But you 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 definitely seem to do it in a, a subtle way, in a way that's not gonna that's not gonna that's gonna bring people in, let's say, rather than making them well feel uncomfortable or or or, or not wanna not wanna kind of address it or even engage with the topics that you're trying to talk about. Yeah. Well, my my podcast or translated would be Colors of Hearts. And um, I mean, sometimes things are new to people and maybe that's scary, but I think the only thing that helps is talking and educating people. And it's completely normal that sometimes or most of the times that we don't know all of it. And we, I still do, I still don't. And I'm, I'm a trans man from the, diverse rainbow world but I mean the binary system is a huge system we need to not directly escape but maybe open up to to the colors I mentioned again they are out there and all the ways of living and it's not just a heterosexual world because we can be we can be wonderful gay and bisexual and pansexual and uh polyamorous we can be so much more than we i think we thought we should be and maybe that's what your friends experiencing and other people and i hope every divorce ends up in friendship because they just realized that wasn't for me because <laughs> um sometimes well, you're, a we... per- you're a different person aren't you you know from from when you're if you 25 to to 40 even 25 to 35 you're just a completely different person aren't you and sometimes we're just afraid to leave people for way too long and that's also fine i think we should never hate ourselves for the decisions we make but um yeah i wasn't i wasn't born open to to see all the colors i i had to you know, learn to see them and um that's a beautiful process and i still i still do and like gender and, and all of these it sounds new to people that we have all these new wordings we have the new uh, trending sexualities we don't they they so there's always been <laughs> that like that colorful world but i think we have the internet now so it just brings <laughs> brings stuff faster to us um and it's um it's crazy because i never i i was never very religious but um i worked in the bible bible museum in frankfurt for the last year and they do have real bibles from the 1400th century and all it says is how like diverse the world's always been so that's very crazy like it's written down in every book <laughs> and um so today we still talk about it like it's it's a new thing that's that's very funny to me but um yeah i think it's what you said like you you interior self and the 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 self you want to show to the world 
there's at some point they need to learn to hold hands or line up. And I think that's something I said when you went offline, but I I said <laughs> don't don't mention don't mention that. We're going to pretend <laughs> that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> but I I said it's a very hard job if you want to be an an actor or actress for like 24/7 to hold up the front. You should be very true to yourself and um love yourself just the way you are and um yeah, period. <laughs> Do you do you feel well I'm guessing you do I feel the kind of I think you use the phrase on your website you you want to be a filter like for this conversation I've got a quote that I wrote down you know I'd like to accept the challenge of fighting for more justice more openness and more love for for all people you know so you're you're actively taking on this you know the platform that you have as if do you feel a responsibility to try and lead the the way this conversation is navigated because it feels like that so in, with the work that you do and with you know with like this quite a, it's quite a statement of intent on the website it's quite a flag in the ground and it's i did it yesterday as well i think yesterday because i i repeat myself constantly and say you can ask me anything but it's what i mean is you can ask me you shouldn't ask other trans people or people in general about certain things they're very private but before they go out and madly ask trans people about whatever surgery sex life love life um please come and ask me i i am that filter and protect <laughs> other people hopefully and um cuz i understand that people are curious and are sick of using whatever search internet search they want to uh, go for but um yeah i think it's important to educate people and talk about it and not not just run around like guessing and um that's yeah i did it yesterday and i got tons of messages also from trans people or partners thanking me or telling me what kind of messages they get or not just messages what happens to them on the street or during work so i hope i can just protect trans kids or other people queer people from getting these questions because i think they're very inappropriate <laughs> yeah you mentioned as well like the point you made on that post about how think about what it says about you if you're even asking some of these questions as well like and and think about how it reflects on your own beliefs yeah i always i never get i think i never get mad i never judge and i always like to ask back <laughs> cuz um if you want to know about my sex life and you don't even say hi or ask me how i feel <laughs> that's a very very weird conversation and i just nicely ask back how you would feel if i would do it and of course some people say oh i don't mind and that's a nice front but i'm pretty sure they do mind <laughs> yeah that's the front again yeah uh, yeah but that's just 
maybe one of my ways to be an activist in a very I think it's a kind way and still well it's both right it's it's in your face and kind well it's it's in, it is inclusive i think in the it's generous because it's it's helping people it's doing the work it's doing a lot of heavy lifting for the, for 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 people let's put it that way isn't it you know you're you're kind of you're taking a lot on board to try and like you say being the filter being the buffer to 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 kind of, to to help people understand is is does that personally how do you find being in that role of and one of the reasons i asked that is because when i was researching this um one of the things that comes up is a lot of press about the role i'm not i'm not sure if you're still in the role um of nick in in sunny the show and there's a lot of there's some of the interviews that i read on that are actually like probably kind of what you're talking about they're pretty basic <laughs> um you know um like can you believe it there's that th- th- this is happening there's a trans actor playing a trans character on german tv you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that kind of tone with it um clearly it generated a lot of interest in the uh, across the country um how how did you find that was that was your because this patient generous approach that you're talking about um is is kind of one thing one on one on social but when you, when you when that's going through the filter of of like the mass media it's obviously quite different you know you you necessarily give up a certain amount of control on the perception there don't you so how how did you find that experience well it's horrible it's um it's horrible and it's horribly important i think and um i'm i'm glad that it happened to me and i mean i i'm working for 11 years now and it was never so important than it was last year and it's way too private and way too well and it it says so much about the media world how it's not ready to be inclusive and um i mean netflix is doing a wonderful job finally and they are wonderful shows and tv um uh, series and movies been more inclusive but it's such a long way to go and that the point that my person is making headlines is is so important and wrong in so many ways because um in 2020 it shouldn't be a headline anymore and how the journalists approached me and the questions like again i was a filter to so many other people and um i hope they learned from me how you should phrase certain sentences and how you should not ask people and um i mean i'm an actor i can deal with it to a certain point because obviously they wanted to know too much and always and too often so i can deal with it like 80% and put it into a corner and just shut it down and reply and kind of sell sell the the outside of bricks not the internal side <laughs> but 
20% they do get to me and I have sleepless nights because it's it's crazy how much you get like they reduce you to your or basically to your genitals and they want to and your work doesn't really matter like do you know what i mean like yeah you become a symbol you become a symbol for the conversation which and that's kind of why i asked the question because that's obviously what was going on and no matter how um measured you are and clearly you know your perspective on this is about as measured as, as i think you could probably get um yeah it just struck me that it must it must be a, a, a difficult position to find yourself in really um and and it, yeah i imagine it's extremely challenging at times yeah but i i saw it as that was my challenge to make a point and i was very honored and glad that that it was me we talked about it for a long time if i want to do it and i mean i'm on my journey and my transition started a long time ago i'm very stable and very I know my place within the community and me myself and I was very scared about what happened if they cast a trans person that's literally just started the journey or is maybe at that point sure they can handle it but you never know because there's so many points that trigger you and they didn't just cast a trans person who's playing a trans role it was also very anti or distrans anti trans and transphobic words in within the series so i was confronted with a lot of things and words you don't want to hear as a trans person so that's why i did it i basically just took the bullet for so many of us And you mentioned you you mentioned earlier like this is your activism essentially like this 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 conversation It's a giving back. <laughs> Do you see I mean I'm going to use an obvious example like Eddie Redmayne with the Danish girl like obviously that's like that's that is a conversation that's been happening recently and he's did you see the the fact that that conversation is even taking place as as progress of sorts do you think it it shows that people are actually engaging with the issues in a slightly more considered way at this point oh that's a very tricky topic and um i mean it first it has been mentioned on disclosure and a netflix documentation and recently it made headlines again when they released a statement of him saying it was it was a mistake taking the role and i do have a problem with the wording mistake because i think at that time it was not it was six years ago or, or something and the media world is so basic if if it if he would have taken down the role they would have just casted someone else another cis man so i'm glad it was him and if we just strip it down to the work beautiful work very respectfully done and i can just use a phrase i read in my trans community 
and I think it's 6,800 trans people in that Facebook group. And the, f the female trans community was amazed that they screened the movie again and they posted it and uh, finally seeing a representation and so on. So they were pleased, but not working in the media and just watching it, con consuming it. Maybe never thought about the deeper sense of it, if you know what I mean. So that made me very happy to see an, a perspective of just someone consuming it being trans. So they were they were not being offended by it. But I have a friend and she broke it down to how important the Danish Girl movie is itself because basically it's the documentation of the first trans woman and the first surgeries they ever were well, the surgeries they ever done and it's a true story and maybe it should have been treated differently and more of a well celebrated and but it's I'm an actor and it's so hard if you I think it comes back to the casting should be queerer like they need to be a diverse cast but I don't know if you want to ask a trans person to detransition on television or on set or for a movie it's a very personal thing and um, I don't know if I can answer it like and I definitely won't please everyone I'm sure of that and I know that I have been asked if I can imagine doing it and if I speak for myself and I can imagine it I should be able to play a certain role but that's something they need to talk about with the actress the actor or do you know what I mean? It's a very personal process. But taking on non-binary people, queer people, trans people, and consider it and do a proper casting process, I think that's the main key. And not just giving... Because my friend Phoenix, oh, she said it so beautifully. And um, historically, it's a very important point and... On the same hand, Eddie should not feel like it was a mistake. It was what he thought is best six years ago. Don't don't blame don't blame yourself for something you did six years ago if you would do it differently today. Well, as you say, like I think you just got to judge from my perspective the the work like that he did, which was good. So. Um, in in my opinion, anyway, and um, it's it's very easy to blame him if behind him is a billion dollar film industry who has the power, not him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, again, he becomes another symbol for the debate, right? Essentially, and um, one of the one of the things. So, when we were chatting on Instagram, I said, "What do you want to talk about?" And you said, "You you said, well, we could talk about sport. We could talk about like." the how it how it helps how it heals how how it 
So, which I was, yeah, I was really interested in. So, what, what, what were you think? Why did you say that? Is this something that's obviously, I'm guessing, is obviously like very important to you then personally? Well, I mean, sports again is very like separated in uh, female male sports or divisions or not really inclusive most of the sports and when it comes to olympia and so on very hard to do um, professional uh, sports when you're non-binary or trans but i've always been very sporty and i found my way of well, letting out steam in sports, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person. Um, and I found out, and I think it's a good platform to talk about it here, um, that they are gay games, and the gay games, well, they have been postponed to next year again, but um, next year they are in Hong Kong, and it's most of the time 15,000 people competing in the gay games, and that's just... Olympia for everyone. You can just go, even if it says gay, it's not for gays, it's for everyone. And um, beautiful, I learned about it last year and it's been around for 15, 16 years. So um, a good thing to know about. And I think I'm going to go and compete <laughs> and want to want to talk to talk to all of the people from around the globe how it is to be queer in sports in their country or if they need to hide or or hide their gender or hide their sexuality because most of the countries are still not not very inclusive and um, it's illegal to be gay don't forget that it's still it's still a thing in countries and um, yeah and on the other side I mean, I've been touring with Patagonia and the beautiful uh, movie They Them and um, how it is to be non-binary trans in the climbing industry. And uh, that's when I started thinking about it even more, I think, because that's what they did to me as well when they expose you on the internet and there's so many articles to find about you and you want to do a certain sport, you do by yourself, alone, in the woods, maybe someone will attack you just because of that. And that's very scary. And that happens again and again. And you know how big the headlines were when the first NBA player just outed uh, themselves as gay and you know how big soccer is or football. I don't know what you use, what term. <laughs> well, I'm English, so football. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, it comes to a lot of money. And um, Yeah. Yeah, it's such an interesting area of debate, isn't it? On Because like, as you say, like, yeah, I mean, the fucking World Cup's in Qatar. I mean, that is the biggest act of cognitive dissonance ever, isn't it? You know, basically. And I mean, they should... We'll just, we'll just ignore that. We'll just ignore that whole thing, you know, because this is this is more important. Um, Olympics in... I mean, you know, we could go on, couldn't we? Olympics in China next year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, it's scary how much money and power still 
holds back a good will or the right right thing to do or like the like when it, I use I love what you said like the internal true self like we know it's so wrong like Qatar is so wrong in so many ways but it's just about money yeah exactly it's just it's too it's too big to to everyone just tiptoes around it you know and just oh well we'll ignore that yeah but see then you've got that macro level but then you've also got the micro level where obviously participation especially in professional sport is is again like at the at the forefront at the forefront of this debate isn't it of 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 like i mean you love outdoor sports right uh i'm quite a typical man in that i can literally watch any sport i could watch i could i could watch curling and uh and and probably enjoy it so but outdoor sports traditional sports yeah all, all of it i mean curling is a a very good example isn't that when don't they mix and match is it isn't it i think they do actually i think they do have mixed teams don't they you're right yeah so that's one of the rare sports but like outdoor sports like snowboarding all of that why does it need to be divided into like the binary system if someone is good doing something they should compete in the level very simple i think levels would be much better than dividing into like female male this this debate is being carried out in real time at the moment isn't it with uh obviously again the most famous example was that I, i can't remember the name the weightlifter from new zealand and in the olympics apologies for if there's a small chance that you're listening probably not but um but yeah that was fascinating wasn't it because that was again as we're talking about you know almost like society working out in real time like how to address in 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 a similar way to your role that we discussed earlier and and the way the media handled that it's a kind of similar it's a very good example because again they used horrible headlines and i mean use your power and educate people because they could have just you boy they could could have made it like a science science newspaper article like explaining how the body works and stuff but no they said something completely different and um i think they should break it down what to like how different all the body types are from around the world how ma- how many different levels of testosterone or estrogen or like we all have and not just trans people because we are so so different like if if you have and i mean all the hormone levels are controlled and tested if you do enter a certain level of sports and if you're like a professional in sports there's no way you can just enter and you have the highest testosterone level of course you're going to finish everyone else because you're like basically hulk and uh, so that's that's not how it works and that's it's so sad that they just not explain it right do how about on the local level like um on the day-to-day level like the grassroots level like what do do you see do you see any more understanding at that level you know for example if you climb like the local wall or the club level like do you see do you see any any like any progress there like any any understanding of making 
acknowledging this issue that we're discussing? Uh, well, so-and-so, I think there's always progress because there are always people visual and uh, raising their voices, but I think it's still a long way to go because some phrases are so deeply, deeply, deeply um, buried in our minds. So um, even if you, like you just said, Five minutes ago, I'm a typical man. I love all sports. <laughs> those, 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 those ingrained conventions. <laughs> but, like, I hate watching sports, and I know so many other who do, but, like, my, um, my wife's mom is basically you every weekend on a sofa watching all sports. So she's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think course, nothing yeah. is really typical manly or in that way. That's such a good, that's such a good way of demonstrating what we're talking about though, isn't it? Because, you know, we've had, we've had this conversation that we've had and it, you know, I was talking about like, doesn't matter how across these things you, you think you are or like it, it, it just is, it's in it's in it's so ingrained like to to talk about gender in those terms like that that you know i just immediately reach for that example when you ask me a pretty straightforward question <laughs> yeah 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 and it's it's very well i mean it's wonderful you do and um me pointing it out because that's basically the work i do like i never judge because i do use these kind of terms myself and i like to be reminded yeah, yeah. But I mean we have a we have a little kit and believe me these terms all day long from everyone like oh yeah she's so fast doing everything cuz she's a girl they're faster than boys. It's a kid. I think they don't know. <laughs> and uh, we are all very different and we de develop differently and but we do love to use the terms like it's but it's the same when a baby's crying oh they have a, a belly ache or they toothing it's like we have these three terms people say well it's like you it's like you said the late it's the labels isn't it it's the easy it's the easy way of of it's the easy point of reference yeah it's it's so it's so fascinating it really is no one's immune at all no 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 and i do make the same mistakes and um, I'm not better than anyone else. And I I see that every day. And I like to be reminded if I say something. Because, I mean, it's the same when we want to, um, well, just think about the bad words we use. How many times do we use genitals or sexualities to insult people? It's just just as wrong. We use it like punctuation, don't we? <laughs> we use yeah. we use it as a we use it as a comma, like when we talk. You know, it's yeah. Like and we it's, should it's we should that, not do it. <laughs> it's at that level, isn't it? Basically, yeah. I think we're better than that, but sometimes we need to maybe first think about what we want to say and then say it. But like the intentional things that, that come out sometimes, like you just said it. And you didn't mean anything by it, but you said it. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah but you need you need to be open to having this gently pointed out and and to not take it as a personal slight i mean it's because it's not is it it's just you know that's what these conversations i'm trying to have here are all about like to 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 look at to to kick the tires of these things to look at these these dynamics and transactions that we have and just step backwards and go oh yeah that's that's what's going on here you know like that's that's kind of the point isn't it that's what that's what that's what we should be doing i think um all right so i've got i'm, I'm mindful of time because i know you've you've got um you've got a lot going on so um I'm, i've got my on the clock a little bit um but with so you've got a new government in place in germany now right so or there's a, there's a change at the top you know if we bring it back to this macro societal conversation um what do you think this do you, do, you, you, do you think that's a good thing is it a bad thing for this conversation that we're talking about oh my i mean politics is never good it's always there's always a discussion <laughs> if you bring up politics but we do have um um i think three trans females in the parliament so that's brilliant and uh, a very necessary change and our um system is changing yes and our female top has just been replaced by a man who made some good uh well i'm not sure i gonna i gonna watch how it goes but he he um he said some some good things and there were some high hopes and at least we we uh, changed some laws already or at least they're on the table and they yet to be changed and uh, one is a trans a trans rights um that should be easier or more human they treat us more as a human when when it comes to like the uh change of names and um because they've 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 been a horrible um i don't know how how to say that that the law has been very hard on us if we want to change a personal state and name and it's a a very long process a very expensive process and you you need to strip down naked by very i think three or four strangers and uh, talk about your identity and who you are and they judge if you are good to live as a man or a woman and um but i'm pretty sure it's not easier in the uk because i i mean i lived in the uk and it's it's very hard to just go out and get like your prescription you need um that was horrible horrible and i needed needed to go to different clinics and stuff so it, um i'm pretty sure the uk is not easier and people trans people need to pay a lot of money and um it's not all covered by insurance so i think we all just fight for the same human rights when it comes to that so the change in germany is hopefully hopefully a good change and i'm um, i'm i'm just proud i do know two of the three trans women in the parliament 
personally, and they're my friends, and I know they fight for for everything that needs to be changed, and they fight with not just their hearts, but they fight till it's done. I know that for a fact, and yeah. But again, they do had headlines, horrible headlines, and um, they're currently in every newspaper and everywhere because they are the first trans woman in the parliament, like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, another symbol, another symbol. Like, let's let's discuss this issue using this handy example, isn't it? You know. Um. Okay. Well, for the final question, something I often ask in this format which is, I mean, I'm going to phrase it in a particular way in, in this case. So if, you, if, if there's somebody listening to this who is trying to reconcile the two selves we've talked about, the inner and the outer, on, on whatever way, um, on whatever level, um, which is a, I think is you know, been the theme of what we've discussed and, and obviously we, we kind of all recognise, I think, to some level. Um, what what advice would you give somebody that's that's navigating finding that navigating those waters particularly difficult in their life well it's wonderful if you listen to your inner voice don't expect too much of yourself you don't need to change overnight and make baby steps rather than no steps at all and if you need to distance yourself from toxic people, just do it. It's it's not getting any easier, but people who are standing in your way are not people you should drag along and um, live your life every day and live it now and don't... Because we love to say, yeah, yeah, I start next year, I start next year. Maybe they need to start right now. <laughs> And don't be afraid because life is fucking hard. So there you go. That was me and Bricks. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You can find out more about Bricks at his Instagram at TreeSoul, S-O-U-L. You'll find links to his website and podcast and more information about his work. Incidentally, on the subject of trans participation in sport, obviously that is a very, very contentious issue. Um, I don't particularly agree with some of the views that Bricks evinced during our conversation, but it's not really my place to to kind of interject there, really. What I'm trying to do with these episodes is give guests a platform to really talk about the things that they um, feel passionate about and their own views. I am going to be posting a few links on this topic in my newsletter, which goes out every Friday uh, and which you can sign up to via my website, www.wearelookingsideways.com. So thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting Type 2 generally. I release new episodes of Type 2 every month or so through my usual Looking Sideways channel, which you can subscribe to via Spotify, Apple Podcasts or all usual podcast shops online if you like. Um, you can also find the entire Type 2 back catalogue and the entire archive of my main Looking Sideways podcast close to 200 interviews with some of the biggest names in action sports and other related endeavours either through one of those platforms or through my website www.wearelookingsideways.com all right nice one thank you bricks for a brilliant conversation thank you for listening and i'll see you next time nice one